You found the Sharks Broadcast Podcast. Subscribe. And if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating. Thursday, Friday, we're not going to see the sunshine again until Saturday. Seems like everything's always just like a little one-two punch where you get faked out and then you get punched in the face with a 43-degree <laughs> day with rain that is very cold rain. I know. It's oh. a Shark Morning Show with Sarah and A-Train. We could go somewhere sunny, sunny and nice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, that's, you know, that's the first thing some people think of when they think of winning big dough. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it's all about spring and cash. This is a fun question at the Facebook.com slash Shark Morning show uh, you have a thousand dollars you can only spend it at one store where are you going man lit right up there we got some great uh, local suggestions mm-hmm. coyote creek the archery shop right there on uh, route 11 yep in rochester that's a good one that's a good one the lots to, of good stuff there way to go brandon and then uh, brian says ocean state job lot now that <laughs> See, we're getting into these uh, ideas where we can really load up on some stuff. <laughs> See that you can do some damage in an Ocean yeah. State job lot with a thousand bucks. Allison. You're going to love this one, Sarah. Jewelry Creations. Yeah. Now, see, conversely, you mm-hmm. could come out with just your pocketbook. You wouldn't even know what you had in your pocketbook and, you know, spend the whole grand. It's a, it's a space thing. You know, you're just, you know, you're not taking up that much space with, with uh, its quality over over oh, quantity, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the uh, Jewelry Creations. True. Uh, Monica says Walmart. I actually got a couple of votes for Walmart. Darlene says Walmart. Again, value, you know. Yep. Uh, Kelly Joe. How about Allen Wayside Furniture? Uh, yeah. That's where Kelly Joe says. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, Patrick uh, is a man after my own heart. Says uh, Citizens Bank putting in my student loans. So, okay, is that what you would do if you had a thousand dollars? I just, uh, I don't know, this is like debt. It's just there, and I just, I don't. Know, every so often, I go there. Take that. What do you think of that, Mister Debt? You know, I don't know. It's okay. just kind of a, you know. Do you still have college? I mean, not to get too personal, train. I mean, no. we are on the radio. I'm, I'm horrible with debt. But the the thing is, when I was, it's funny. The younger I was, the better I was about it. And uh, UNH because I was in state. And uh, got some Pell Grants and stuff. Yep. It wasn't that bad. It was like 14 Gs. And I was there for like, you know, I graduated in three and a half years. Yep. So it was like 14 Gs. And That's I just bad. focused like a laser beam. I get that Paying down. off student loans. Yeah. And it was subsidized, too. So it wasn't like the interest wasn't building. So okay. I could I could get at it. Yep. Uh, and That's I good. did r- pretty quickly. Yeah. After that, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. The, the older I got, the more immature I became. <laughs> You were like, ah, yellow, yeah. yellow yeah. live once. That's you it. Know. And that whole debt thing, I paid that off. Yeah, that's it. I, I already did that. Now now let's have some fun. Yeah, well, coming up, we've got a story of some money, um, not only $1,000, but $46,000 hidden uh, in a New Hampshire house. Uh, sorry, in a Massachusetts house. We'll give you the details about that story coming up. Billy Joel and the cars on the way. A train, 641. Did you ever lose something really, really valuable? train and you couldn't find it um well yeah <laughs> uh, my nose piece to my uh, other pair oh, of glasses <laughs> i don't know i can't believe i misplaced it i didn't like drop it. yeah it's the weirdest thing i had it now i don't have it anymore oh, that's why i'm wearing my old glasses well it's funny that you say your nose piece because if it's made out of metal there is a guy named keith willie who might be able to help you Ooh. he's a treasure hunter and he finds lost things like he's found Wedding bands on the beaches of New England for oh, people. Okay. Yep. Uh, very valuable things, right? So he got a call from a family in Western Massachusetts that said, Hey, we have had a family rumor that there's money buried somewhere in this house. 
So Keith is like, okay, if there's buried treasure, I'm going to find it yeah. for sure. So he went to the house. He's got a little, what do you call those things? Not a Geiger counter, but what's those things that you see on the beach? Yeah, just a metal detector. with. The, oh, is that it? Yeah. That's I thought there was some fancy name. No, I think I think that's it. Okay, yeah. well, he had a metal detector. He had some, like, other stuff. Uh-huh. So, so he went to this family's house, and he's like, okay, uh, where approximately in the house? So they, they said, well, my aunt always thought it was in the in the attic. Okay. So the guy went up to the attic and he found some holes around the flooring of the attic. And he's like, okay, I'm going to explore these holes. Well, wouldn't you know, in the corner of the attic, underneath one of the uh, holes, he like peered in there with a telescope or something that yeah. he had. And he saw that there was a, a metal box and there was a, a lock on the box. Whoa. He found a lock box. Oh, man. So he's freaking out. That's right? awesome. So he goes to the family. He's like, I found a lockbox. I found a lockbox. And, oh, you know, the family man. was there watching him just to make sure he wasn't pulling one over or finding something and leaving or whatever. They don't know this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so he took the floorboards out, reached underneath, pulled out a lockbox, and uh, he opened it up. Guess how much money was in there? There was money in there. Huh. Um... I'm just thinking old school. But, but, but. 50s. It was in the 50s. They okay. used to squirrel this money away in, in uh-huh. the 50s. I'll go, uh, I'll go $585. $46,000. Oh, man. I know. Unbelievable. 40, and it wasn't just dollar bills. It was silver certificates. Okay. Wow. And yeah, they looked like tender. they weren't even in circulation. They looked brand new. Yeah. They may be worth more than uh, the face Correct. value, right? Correct. Yeah. So it could be more than $46,000. Oh, oh. oh, is that exciting? I that's know. Unbelievable. I know. Can you believe huh. it? Oh, that's unreal. Jeez. That's like a, I don't know, like a, like a Scooby-Doo mystery or something right in your own house. I know. I know. My that's mother so cool. once sent me on a wild goose chase. This story kind of gives me the, you know, uh, it brings back some really kind of strange memories because <laughs> after my dad died, my mother said that my father buried some cash around our property. Oh. We had acres and acres, right? So she sent she sent me and my brother out to the yard to like dig up the yard to see if we could find cash. Oh. I'm like, Mom, I really have no idea what I'm doing. I was I was nine. Yep. I really don't know what? where the money is, Ma. Well, just go find it. Just go f- check. Just huh. go see maybe where. Maybe. Yep. Go ahead. Huh. Nothing. My brother, after like the fifth time, he's like, you have no idea where this is, do you? Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh. I know it. Yeah, no, no metal detector or anything. No, okay. no. But yeah. this guy, man, he found the money, and you can read all about it right there on oh, the Shark app. That's cool, isn't it? Wow. We've got Hall and Oates coming up next. It's the fr- it's the Shark Morning Show with Sarah and A Train. We found an article on uh, SeacoastCurrent.com that I just can't even believe we haven't talked about yet, Train. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. What the heck? Donuts as big as your head and we don't know about them? Yeah. What kind, what kind of Shark Morning Show are we? I don't know. That Well, you know, it's very important <laughs> uh, that, you know, when you find these things to get them to the people. And when pigs fly pizzeria there in <laughs> Kittery, uh, sure enough, it's on Saturdays. Yep. Uh, Saturdays, not only they're gigantic, but, uh, man, the flavors are just un. Unbelievable! I know it. It's you got uh, they got an almond joy donut. Of course, that's one of my favorite candy bars. So that's the first one I would go with. But I mean, <laughs> blackberry glazed honey roasted almonds, yeah. pink, pink lemonade. 
tropical fruit glaze. You got the Boston cream, of course, which is another one of my go-tos. But it just goes. The list goes on and on, and they're gigantic. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. And I've now. I don't know about them. It's so weird when pigs fly. Now somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that they started in Portsmouth. I want to say okay, and then they moved to Kittery, and then they had the um, the bakery in Kittery, and they expanded to a restaurant oh. right there on Route One, not far from the Kittery that's, Trading Post. Yeah, that's what I remember. Was the fantastic bread? You know, it was really, really good bread. Right, yeah. right, right. And it started years and years and years ago. But yeah, they certainly are expanding. Wow, pink lemonade donuts, now chocolate milkshake, lemon ricotta cheesecake flavored donuts. Oh, put that in my mouth. Yeah. Would you now? Would you buy one of these and then take it home and then? Uh, oh, I'm only going to have uh, like a little like piece, you know, that type of thing, like a little piece um, of it. Or would I buy one of these and then only have a little yeah. piece? Yes. Yeah. I'm very good at that, actually. Okay. I'm okay. very oh, yeah. good at like having just a piece and then walking away. Yeah, that's because that is. Uh, I, I call myself the closer uh, when I on in uh, Oak Street uh, there in Gonic with my family. ABC, always yeah. be closing. Yes, that's it. I am the closer because you, they'll buy things like this. Uh, you know, my sister, my ma, and they'll just. I'm just. I just bought it to have a piece. You can have the rest. Yeah, absolutely. Boom. So I'm very good at eight, eating like eighty five percent of things. <laughs> So if you, you know, if it's a weekend, Sarah, and you need somebody to head over to Raimondo and do that, I'm, I'm your guy. You're up for it? Yeah. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Trey was still around. Yes. You know. He, just was, he consistently made great music in really his entire life. Yep. Every time I think of him, I'm like, oh, man. But, I mean, I think he died the way he wanted to. He was on tour, you know. I mean, he was, like, doing his thing. That's that was it. it. Yeah. They, he did a show uh, like within hours. Right. Uh, of uh, of his passage. He was never in a, you know, in a bed, just wasting away, thank goodness. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, it's 7.09. It is time now for the Brain Strain. What you got today, Train? Well, you know, the fans of uh, great live music, they're going to love this. We've got that uh, amazing 3CD 2LP Super Deluxe Edition of the remastered version of Fleetwood Mac, the live situation. Okay. Thanks to Rhino Records. And uh, here we go. We got a fire situation, Sarah. In uh, this is very important, kind of a PSA. Each year in New England, thirty-three house fires are caused by this thing. What is it? Uh, each year here in New England, we got thirty-three house fires that are caused by this thing. Okay. What is it? Eight seven seven forty-five shark. See if you know. If you do, if you get the answer that we're looking for, you win that live uh, music from Fleetwood Mac, courtesy yeah. of Rhino Records. A flock of seagulls, spin doctors, all on the way. Good luck. It's the Shark Morning Show with Sarah and A-Train. We Rocking are playing... Brain Strain, yeah, on your Tuesday morning, Sarah. Got that Fleetwood Mac Super Deluxe... I, I can't say Deluxe. Deluxe. Fast. Yeah, there we go. I That's just said okay. it. Deluxe. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. I think it's just so much. There's three CDs and two LPs that I just can't get all the deluxe you, into the deluxe. We've you know got, what uh, I can't say? I can't say drawer. Oh. Or, or bureau. Bureau and drawer. Uh-oh. They that's, live deep in the back of my throat. That's too bad because they're both kind of the same thing. So you can't go to the other one that you can't Bureau, say because you can't say both. Drawer. Oh, man. I can say super awesome and uh, do that for deluxe. But we've got uh, we've got a house fire of, uh, of a situation here for your brain strain each year in New England. It's kind of a PSA today. Each year in New England. 33 house fires are caused by this thing. What is it? All right. Give it a shot. 877-45-SHARK. Good morning. What's your guess? I'm going to say lightning. Oh, it's not lightning. 
George Foreman Grill. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Fire, house fires are not funny, but that, that one crack, cracked me up. It's not a George Foreman Grill. No, but you're relatively close. Yeah. I think it's a candle. Yeah, it's not a candle. I bet you that number would be way higher. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about cooking on the stove? Nope. It's Sam, and I'm going to guess lightning. Ooh, Ooh Sam. Sam. So close. Good guess, but that is not it. Nope, nope. And for donuts, yep. donuts, wicked mini donuts on Islington, Portsmouth, and um, Lovebird Donuts, which is like a quarter of a mile away from When Pigs Fly on Route 1. Oh, They're no kidding. And gluten-free. Thanks, Sam. You, you too. Bye-bye. How about from like a wood stove? No, it's not the wood stove. It's not a wood stove. Lint in your dryer. No, Johnny C., not the dryer. Nope. Toaster. Hey, it's a hey. toaster. Toaster. Yeah. Gotta get those breadcrumbs out of there. Yep, it's a toaster. Uh, Who's this? This is Jack. What's up, Jack? Where are you calling from? Actually heading up to Sebago Lake to work today. Oh. Nice. That's going to be a beautiful day at Sebago Lake. It sure is. All right, Jack, what do you do for a living? I'm a carpenter. All right, hang on just one second. He's a carpenter with a toaster. Yeah. Bob. Going up to Sebago. <laughs> Head up to Sebago Lake. I love the uh, the drive by with Sam the Stats guy just giving us some shout outs for donuts, too. <laughs> I know. I'm going to say lightning and I'll let you know about some great donuts. <laughs> That's always accepted here on the Shark Morning Show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, you don't really think about cleaning out your toaster until something catches fire. Oh, Sarah, I'm awful with Are that. You? My, I have a oh. toaster oven from like 1989. I love the thing. And uh, there are breadcrumbs in there, probably from the eighties. Oh God! Uh, it's a situation, Aaron. You know, just I, tip I don't, it upside down. I don't want to change the flavor. It gives that nice smoky ew, flavor. Ew! <laughs> you know why? I've got a really nice Weber grill on my on my deck, right? Uh-huh. But you know why I don't use it? Because I don't want to clean the thing. Okay. After I use it, yeah, it's seasoned. I just, it, <laughs> oh, it's seasoned when you grill on a oh. nice uh, dirty grill. Ew. Yeah, I like that. Uh, ew. <laughs> I'm going to come over and clean your toaster for you so, don't, it's so that small. you don't have a fire. Okay. Well, just yeah, tip I it upside I gotta, down. I know. That's all it is. I just have to take the garbage can. I will. Especially after today, reading all the statistics. This really hit home. Right. So I have to uh, I have to clean it out. I mean, you're Mr. Paranoid, so you should definitely clean yeah. it out. The thing is, when I'm, you know, I'm right there. I'm literally standing outside the toaster going, come on. You got to pop for the train. Let's go. Let's do this. Like, I'm right there. <laughs> So if anything, <laughs> I do. They say that they, so they say it's bad with a microwave. So, Let's do this. So the microwave, I stand about forty feet away, and I go, "Come on! Oh, I see it! Oh, we're under a minute, two minute warning. Let's go!" But with a toaster, I'm just right there. You're right there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You're hilarious. Straight. We've got aha war on the way. It's a shark morning show. It's the. It's a shark morning show with Sarah and A Train. You had the weirdest dream. To talk about yeah. picking peaches or I, something? I have no idea where, where this came from. And uh, I was good at climbing trees, too, which I am not. So uh, I was. Oh, in your dream. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Oh, I didn't even think to double up on uh, dream interpretation of climbing trees, but I was climbing these peach trees, picking the peaches like I, you know, was a professional. Yep. And uh, I have no idea. They, they were, they're delicious and amazing. You know, because there's a lot of dream interpretation if you're picking and eating, you know, rotten fruit, and and, and uh, that's a bad thing. <laughs> right. But apparently, the to dream of picking peaches from a peach tree indicates good luck in the not so oh. far off future. I don't know what that's all about, huh? Wow. Uh, uh, dreaming of peach trees full of peaches indicates 
that you see the hope of the future in the future and good luck and wealth and health for the patients. It indicates a recovery soon. Okay. So it seems like a very, very good thing for recovery the Recovery and, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. You know what I dream of sometimes? Because things fall out of my mouth, of course, is uh, something is wrong with my teeth. Oh. Like, uh, you know, either they've fallen out and I'm walking around with, you know, no teeth or whatever. And if you dream that your teeth, that you're having problems with your teeth, it usually means that you regret saying something. <laughs> I should have that dream every single night. <laughs> I That's a, that's so, okay, that's interesting. Because people will say that, and I'm like, I've never, I've never had the, the teeth falling out dream. That's a very common one, I guess. So, yeah, it must be just people saying things that they feel uh, bad about, supposedly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever dreamt that you were naked? Uh, that one... That one I will be more underwears. Just in your underwear. Underwears, or it is. It's awful. Like I'll be naked with like a towel that is not that big or something. You know what I mean? Like I'll be very. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the coverage is like a coverage situation. <laughs> that is. Uh, so I will have that. Okay. Yeah. That that's pretty common too. And that says that you know people are afraid of being exposed, which makes sense, right? Okay. If they, you're all right, yeah, sure. Or you're embarrassed. You're. I've had that dream, I don't know, about a week ago. I think we got somebody who called the Shark Tank that said, yeah, that makes total sense because you were telling a story about being embarrassed and how embarrassed you were. And then I had a dream about being naked. Okay. So it totally makes sense. Yep. All right. That's, yeah. But usually, yeah, it's like underwears or uh, I have something. Yeah, I'm not completely, completely naked because then I'd be like running or something. But yeah, it's always, I have some kind of coverage that's not quite adequate. You know what I believe? That somewhere in an alternate universe, these things are real. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I do. I do. I believe in that. Okay. I don't know about the, the teeth falling out thing. I mean, there has to be a different universe <laughs> where uh, our teeth grow back or something, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. All kinds of stuff happens my in my alternative, uh, no, no. alternative universe. I was thinking if we combine both our dreams, that would be terrible. That you pick delicious, uh, fresh peaches, and then your teeth fall out and you can't eat You'd them. You have to gum it to death. <laughs> the romantics coming up next. We'll be talking about John Travolta after playing the Bee Gees. It's a shark morning show with Sarah and A-Train. <laughs> Get your uh, gold jacket on for this one, Sarah. Realtor Sarah. Yes. John Travolta is selling his house in Isleboro, Maine. And uh, it's a paltry $5 million. It's got 20 bedrooms, seven and a half bathrooms. It's over 10,000 square feet, and it's on 48 uh, acres. 48 acres. Ooh, baby. Huh. Wow. It's too rich for my blood. And I have to say, in looking at this property, it does not look like a property that John Travolta would own. Now, I'm not talking about the outside. The outside looks like... Ugh, it looks beautiful. It doesn't look tall, like mansion-like, mm-hmm. but it's very sprawled out on okay. this island. Oh, all right. right? I got so, you. So it's very sprawled out. looks beautiful on the outside. Obvi, it's ocean property. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of walk to the ocean. Obvi, it has a pool if you can't be bothered walking <laughs> down to the salt water. Okay. It's got a pool on the outside. But the inside, it kind of looks like a dollhouse on the inside. It does not look like... A house that John Travolta would be living in. It's got a lot of prints, um, a lot of whimsy to it, oh. a whimsical interior. 
Okay. I don't know. I just expected something more out of Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say maybe like disco ball and like a lit up floor or something. something like oh, a, it's like very, a, yeah. very colorful. Okay. It's got a bar, of oh. course. It's got all kinds of like really super cool, you know, okay. things attached to it. It's very bright. Huh. It's very bright. I'm sorry. I got to move out. The people around here, they just keep talking so weird. <laughs> they don't pronounce their eyes. It's freaking me out. <laughs> You know what I suspect, and not to, you know, not to bring us down or anything, oh. but I suspect that his wife Kelly decorated this place. Oh, that's sad. It is yeah. sad, and I think that maybe he just is too sad to oh, own that's, it. Yep, I never even thought of that. Yeah, it really it looks like her everywhere oh. in the house, and he probably just walks around saying, "I can't do it." Yep, that's yeah, that's, you know, yeah, seriously. So anyway, it's five million dollars. Oh. Wow, but that's, that's so, a really good price. That's all like thirty-two Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Who Are You coming up next. It's a Shark Morning Show. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? For the Shark Morning Show with Sarah and A-Train, it's time to play Who Are You? It's a fun and simple game. You pick a celebrity, give the other person three or more clues to figure out who that celebrity is. Yeah, we're springing into cash, so I thought it'd be fun to pick uh, people that not necessarily need to spring into cash. Very, very rich people. So I look at the richest people in uh, different sports this right. week. Okay. And uh, we got a guy born in Akron, Ohio in 1984. He is 36 years of age. And I'm going to start with the best clue. Uh, as of about three months ago, this guy was not Tom Karen's boss. Uh, of course, uh, our beloved Boston Sports Insider. But uh, sure enough, this very well-known basketball player purchased a big share in Fenway Sports Group. And uh, the next time he goes to lunch with his boss, he's going to uh, he's going to take us with him. Isn't that weird that this guy, you know, he's such a rival of the Celtics, and yet he uh, owns the Red Sox. Ah, uh, he's a rival of the Celtics. Um, did we, I feel like we recently talked about him mm -hmm. potentially, um, with Tom Karen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny that whole, uh, all, uh, not all star, but hall of fame thing. He will definitely be at that special Jim Rice lunch where only hall of famers are allowed because he's going to be just a first ballot number one all time. Actually, it's very much compared between him and Michael Jordan as to who would be the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Oh boy. <laughs> I thought that one clue would do it. It's um he was in uh, the Amy Schumer comedy Trainwreck. He was uh, he's he's done some acting. He and he was in the latest Space Shaq? Jam. Michael no, Jordan? No, it's not uh, Shaquille um, O'Neal. Uh the latest Space Jam. Is it remember they canceled the uh, Pepe Le Pew? Uh, and he had some scenes uh, with this guy. This guy's taking it's not Michael Jordan, obviously in Space Jam, but Space Jam Part Two. Uh, Magic Johnson. No, right team. He's an L.A. Laker right now. Uh, He's a, a current a champion of the league. It's a uh, L. Uh, J. Uh, L. J. Mm, what's his first name? LeBron. LeBron James. Yes. <laughs> I thought I kind of thought that one was easy enough that because uh, you know he's, he's TC's boss now. 
I can't help but think there are people that were screaming at their radio. <laughs> it's LeBron James. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna, you know, he, took, he famously took his talents to South Beach, but I don't think you would have got that reference. I don't know. No, God, yeah. you gave me everything in the world, and I still couldn't get it. All right, uh, it's that this guy's birthday today. He was born in 1932. He is Lebanese of Lebanese descent. Uh, April 27th, 1932 in Detroit. He started as a broadcaster. Started his life as a broadcaster. Probably the most famous broadcaster in the world. Certainly the one that I grew up listening to. Huh. And the one ha- that has influenced my career along with Dale Dorman. May they rest in peace. And Charles Lacudera, who is somewhere in Hawaii. Uh, uh, Casey Kasem? Casey Kasem, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, See, by Bat Radio if you need us. Quick, do something, Scoop. <laughs> character I wanted to do was Fred. And so they said, no, we, we'd like you to read the other character, Shaggy. Bright greetings, radio listeners. Shaggy and Scooby broadcasting live from the top of the world. Hey, Scoop, you want to hear my radio voice? My name's Casey Kasem, reminding you to keep your feet in the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Aw, Casey. That's nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I did. It's funny. Um, I knew he was your one of your heroes. I didn't know all those facts. I didn't know he was uh, from Detroit and, Detroit. and oh, Lebanese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's and cool. um, it's sad the way he died. His, his, the woman that he was married to kept him from... His children, it was really kind of sad. But anyway, I celebrate Casey every single day by being on the radio, baby. Yeah. Happy birthday to him and happy birthday to you if it's your birthday today, too. I always like to reach for the stars. Yeah. Why not? It's the only way to live. The Outfield and the Doobie Brothers coming up next. Quick recall. <laughs> so we heard from our friend Huey, did we? Yes. Hugh McDougal, of course, of uh, Elliot's Small Engine. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I got to say, this is my instant. Usually my favorite part of the day isn't something that just happened. But uh, this one is coming right out of Who Are You? Of course, I had every possible LeBron James clue I could think of. And uh, Sarah couldn't quite get the answer. So uh, Hugh was rather angry at this. He texted, she can't guess LeBron James, but she'll win. You pick them three years in a row. <laughs> Town Square Media's sports insider, Sarah Sully Sullivan, everybody. Well, I'm sorry, Hugh. A little anger there. Sorry. And as well, it should be. I mean, every year, Sarah's just on fire with the football picks. Three years she wins. Row. You pick mm-hmm. them every year. It's true. It's true. And I, you know, I got to keep that. I got to keep that eye away from the sports stats. Yeah. The minute I start doing that, I'm done. That's it. You know, I can't even look at that stuff. It's all on feel. It's all on vibe. Year after year after year, we're just swamped by this amazing uh mm-hmm. sensational it's it's what it is you you're, it's you true. use your senses i do i yep. use my yes and being the empathetic person that i am oh by the way i have been watching a little bit about trevor uh lawrence a little bit oh very he's nice a, yeah. yeah he's the first draft pick mm-hmm. which is thursday yes. aren't you impressed that this i know is that very good this Only because terrific. David's obsessed by it. My yeah. husband's obsessed by Trevor. We saw him once in a hotel, him and the whole team of uh, the orange team. What's Clemson, the orange team? Yeah, yeah. Clemson, right. Yep. <laughs> no, that's good. No, that's not, no I, knew, I knew that story, and I knew that's why you're rooting for Clemson. You know, you will right. root for Clemson because you saw him. Yeah, we that's did. That's cool. Him and his long, flowing blonde locks yeah. went strolling through the lobby. And then these massive linebackers came through. I'm like, whoa. They are humongous oh, individuals. Yeah. yeah. Like huge. Uh-huh. I can't get over how big they are. Yeah. But uh that's that's uh 
That is SEC caliber or ACC, but yeah, that, that is that's, whatever. That's I, you know, I wouldn't know yeah. the difference. Okay. Anyway, uh, coming up, <laughs> we've got the workday kickoff. Three hours of continuous <laughs> classic hits, commercial free. Billy Joel kicks that off next on the Shark. Spring into cash with Sarah and A Train here.